Ladies and gentlemen, this is the All 7 Days Podcast, where we're talking slower today so that I can enunciate correctly the name of Trevor Montgomery in Stanfields as we come today to answer your questions from the perspective of a couple of church members just having a conversation about spiritual matters where the Bible gets to define truth and our minds and perspectives get to conform to that truth. How am I doing, Trevor? Is this much easier to understand? It's like listening to an audio book. <laughs> Let's, oh gosh. So, uh, there was a trip my wife and I went on one time. And she convinced me to listen to an audio book. Now, I think mistake number one is I let her pick the book, right? So uh, this this book was a murder mystery. And it turned out that the killer was this law enforcement person. I think he was a sheriff that had trained poodles to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> So now when we get in the car, she says, hey, on this trip, do you want to listen to a book? And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, I don't. (laughs) So, oh, man, that's it was an interesting book. I mean, I wonder what people are thinking about when they when they wrote that one. Yeah. How do you come up with that idea? Oh, let's see. What would be the most illogical thing I could think of? A sheriff that's trained poodles to kill people. Right. Sure. Let's that's... write a book about that. Wow. Yeah. That's that's deep. That's so, deep right if you have a question like that one, you can send it in. Ask at all seven days dot com eight six four six six zero nine four seven three. Join the all seven days hangout on Facebook. Support the podcast. Like one Belinda Sherman. Hey Belinda, thanks for supporting the podcast. A uh, new uh, monthly supporter is Belinda. We appreciate that. Thank you. I'm getting her. Uh, I'm getting her a T-shirt as soon as she lets me know what size she wants, and uh, she promised to send in a question. So now that I've said it on the air, Belinda, it has to happen. Has to. So, uh, but thanks for that, and thanks to all the listeners who uh, who listen regularly, for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd say it's because we're good looking, but I forgot we're just talking. <laughs> That's right. They can't <laughs> see us, uh, which is. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're good looking. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we're good looking. We sound like we look good. I like that. That's even better. <laughs> uh, how's Trevor doing? Good. I was going to tell you. Guess what happened today? I cannot guess, but you're going to tell me. I mean, you could guess. And you okay. Okay. Know. Okay. I guess. Um, you got married. No. Okay. Bad guess. Uh, Not even close. <laughs> Jameson got married. Yes. <laughs> Jameson got married. <laughs> a, re- a, pre- a prearranged marriage at eight years old. Stranger things have happened, Trevor. Yes. Like a, uh, sher- a sheriff that trains poodles to kill poodles. people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So wh- what happened? I'm not going to guess. Uh, it snowed. Oh, yes. Like a, it was a. Woke up to snow on the ground, and it was a light snow, and then it stopped around 9.30. Yeah. And then uh, about 30 minutes later, I look out, and it's coming down. Yeah. And so it, it snowed for a good hour or so, and it's uh, it melted some, but there's still some snow out there. It's kind of cool to see. Well, it's, it's kind of unusual, though, that 
you would get snow in Mississippi and here in South Carolina, all we got is rain. Yeah. Now I'm not complaining at all. I'd much rather you have the snow than me have the snow. But I'll take it. I, we didn't have any ice, so that was nice. Yeah. So was there school today? Did they close school? Uh the city was in school, the county was out. So you had to go to school today. Mm-hmm. Despite yeah, so the snow. Of course, scrolling through Facebook, all my friends that live in different areas, they're all out <laughs> playing in the snow while I'm at work. <laughs> they're looking for a hill to slide down and I'm throwing not. snowballs at each other. Yeah, all the kids got to have fun outside. So, see, I re I live in the south for a reason, and snow is one of them. I do, I don't like it. I'm I'm again it. I'll I'll take it once a year, mm-hmm. twice a year, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I'm good. It's with cold it. and rainy today, and I'm miserable. I'm freezing to death here today. It's just <laughs> just can't do it. I don't yeah. like the cold. I don't like the cold. Well, maybe we'll get past the cold. I'm looking forward to spring. I'm looking forward to spring already. already. I am too. Yeah. I am too. It'll be good. <laughs> we got a little bit longer to go with the winter. Just a bit. Just a bit. Yep. It's not over yet. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll get into New City Catechism question 36 and 37. Talking about the Holy Spirit today. That's uh, a, lot of, a lot of folks seeing that as somewhat mysterious, but we're going to get into it. So let's take a quick break. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. Welcome back to the All 7 Days Podcast, where Trevor and I take your questions. You can send them in, ask at all7days.com, 864-660-9473, and support us, anchor.fm slash all 7 days. We'd appreciate it, just like Belinda did. Belinda is going to listen now to two questions. She didn't send these in, but she's going to send in a question. Yes. But today's questions come from the New City Catechism. Question 36 is, what do we believe about the Holy Spirit? And the answer in the New City Catechism is that he is God, co-eternal with the Father and the Son, and that God grants him irrevocably, I had to, had to look at that word for a second, irrevocably to all who believe. You could also pronounce it irrevocably. That's how I would say it. Yeah, I think either is correct. So, uh, so let's look at that answer. He um, he gives a, the uh, John fourteen sixteen through seventeen as the verse to back this up, where Jesus is talking to his followers just before he uh, he is crucified, I believe, and he says, "I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper. Helper is capitalized there to be with you forever, even the Spirit of Truth." Spirit is capitalized there, whom we, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So there is the uh, there's the the uh, the spiel from the New City Catechism. So let's look at uh, what we believe about the Holy Spirit. He is he is God, number one, co-eternal with the Father and the Son. So we believe in a triune God, as we I think we've talked about already, through the New City Catechism, mm-hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So uh, he is not um, subservient as God. He is God, Holy, the Holy Spirit is, um, and has always, is, always existed with the Father and the Son. Okay? Okay. And, uh, and God grants him 
to all who believe ir- ir- irrevocably or irrevocably irre- irrevocably <laughs> that's a hard word to say so um, basically that word means you can't deny it it's going it's when it's you, coming to that's you that's right he said, you believe it's it, it's better put like this from from the verse we just see uh he will he will give you another helper to be with you forever in other words, when you get him, you got him. Can't get rid of him. Can't get rid of him. Not that you would want to. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think you would want to. Uh, because he's God and you love him, right? So um, so that's who that's who the Holy Spirit is. Now, you had a question on here, Trevor, I thought it was interesting. Yes, and and I'm, I'm thinking of another question, but I just, I'll ask this one first. Okay. Just get to your thoughts on All right. it. Sure. Um, so the question is, is the Holy Spirit the same as the Holy Ghost? And the answer is yes. Um, okay. The Holy, I've heard it yes. said different ways. So, so I just wanted to make sure. this, this, uh, the term Holy Spirit versus Holy Ghost, uh, is just a, it comes from a different translation of the Bible. If you look at the old New King, New King James version, Instead of translating Holy Spirit, they always translate it Holy Ghost. Okay, so then as modern yes. translations so came about, I grew up Methodist. Yep. So, the Methodists did they say Holy Ghost back in the day when you were younger? Yeah, yeah, that's where I heard it. From. Okay, so yeah, and, it, and when I was growing up in church too, they they referred to him as a Holy Ghost. Uh, but then as modern translations have come out they have changed the word from ghost to spirit. Probably cultural differences there from what you might hear from the words ghost. Um, yes. You know, uh, but you know, they're really the same thing. A ghost is a spirit. A spirit is a kind of a ghost. But we, we kind of tend to think of ghosts as something spooky and, and out to get you kind of thing now, more monstrous or, or evil. And, uh, but spirit is a little more palatable, I guess, in our culture today. Yes, so, like that. so modern English translations change it from Holy Ghost to Holy Spirit. Okay. And so this verse from John 14, mm-hmm. you said, uh, this is Jesus speaking before mm-hmm. he was crucified. Yep. And so he talks about, I will ask the father, which he's talking about God. Right. And he says, I, and he will give you another helper, which means basically Jesus is leaving the mm-hmm, son. Mm-hmm. And so the spirit will come down. Correct. Yes, that's correct. The people. That's correct. So is that the origin of the Holy Spirit, like coming to man or was the spirit with people from the Old Testament or. Yeah, that's a great question. And and, and so uh, this is not the origin of, of the Holy Spirit coming to man. Uh, if you okay. if you. There, there are many um, examples in the Old Testament. Uh, I think Samson is one where the Holy Spirit would come upon him and he would do these mighty deeds physically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we even have, even John the Baptist um, was filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother Elizabeth's womb so that when Mary walked in pregnant with Jesus to see Mary, her relative, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, John the Baptist in the womb of her mother, 
of his mother jumped. Prompted by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So there's other, um, there's other empowerings, I guess you could say, of the Holy Spirit in people throughout time. Uh, we even, I mm-hmm. think we even see the Holy Spirit in Genesis 1-1, where it says the Spirit of right, God moved over the waters, right? So we, we can see God, cre- God creating uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I think, right there in Genesis 1. I think they're all mentioned. Um, and um, so the Holy Spirit is not, is not just kind of twiddling his thumbs, waiting around to do something until this point in time. Right. Um, he is he is active uh, as always, empowering, mm-hmm. empowering people in in grace that God gives them. I think that's I think that's his his big role, his comfort, his grace, and we'll get into that uh, in question thirty seven. How about that? Yeah, what he does. So question thirty seven is how does the Holy Spirit help us? Uh, but great questions, by the way. Any did did I answer all that? Does that make sense? Any yeah. any yeah. others come up? Any other questions? Uh, no. Just come. Okay. No. All right. So, question thirty-seven: okay. How does the Holy Spirit help us? And uh, the answer from the New State Catechism is: The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, comforts us, guides us, gives us spiritual gifts, and the desire to obey God, and He enables us to pray and to understand God's Word. That is a big list. Of things that the Holy Spirit does, right? And um, and so uh, it, it gives Ephesians six seventeen and eighteen that says, "And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints." So there's a there's a couple of mentions in there of the Holy Spirit and uh, and His helping us to pray. And uh, talking about uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So, the the offensive weapon that the spirit uses is the Bible. Okay. Right. Um, but there's a list here of that the city catechism, New City Catechism list of things that the spirit helps us do. And the first thing is convicts of sin. So. Um, how would you think, Trevor, that would work? How is how is the Holy Spirit convicting us of sin? Well, I think when when you're a believer and I mean we all sin. Yes. Um, I take it as like that uneasy feeling after you you know you've done something wrong. Yeah. Am I am I close with that? It's, I think so. That... I think I think your conscience is is involved here. I think I think yeah. the Holy Spirit is talking to our conscience and saying, "Hey, yeah, that exactly <laughs> that you're feeling something that you know. It's exactly like you said. You you did it. You know it's wrong, and now you're bothered by it. Right. right. That's the conviction like that we feel. The guilty feeling, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you might not have been caught by other people, but yeah, God knows what you did. God, you know you exactly. you weren't supposed to do it. Yes, and uh, and I think that's a that's a that's a motivation for two things. It's a, it's a motivation one to tr- to not sin, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't we don't want to displease God, 
And it's also a motivation to repent when we do, right? Correct. So there's there's two sides of how that helps us. And 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 Jesus called him a helper, right? So he's he's helping us in these areas. So he convicts us of he convicts us of sin. I've got to slow back down again. <laughs> he convicts us of sin. Of sin. <laughs> uh, but then he also helps us by comforting us how does he comfort us uh i don't know about you stan but my life hasn't always been uh rainbows and unicorns <laughs> lollipops that's right uh, you know uh we have those we have moments we have times where we need comforting that yeah. uh you can only get from one one thing and that's in, 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 that's from god and yeah. you know, that spirit within the faith, the trust that you right. have in God, I think that gets magnified through the spirit. Right. I agree. And I think a great deal of the comfort that I gain from the Holy Spirit is exactly what Ephesians talked about here in our verse, which says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay. And what I'm getting at here is when, when you're in the word which is the words of God, right? And the Holy Spirit is God. He reminds you of things through the Bible that are true about God and about you. For instance, let's take the easy one, right? Romans 8:28. All things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Right? So what does that remind you of? It reminds you that whatever you're going through, whether it's rainbows, unicorns, or you just stepped in something that got squished <laughs> up between your toes, right? Even that is working for your good because you love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, what good is that working toward? Well, if you read the next verse, it's, for those he foreknew, he called to be conformed to the image of his son. That's the good it's working for. It's to make you more like Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what kind of life did Jesus lead? It wasn't all unicorns and rainbows and Skittles, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but our goal as Christians is to be just like him. And he's, you know, and he said... If I have trouble in the world, you're going to have trouble in the world. They hated me. They're going to hate you. So yep. if you're not experiencing some non-rainbow and non-unicorn days, then you're probably not doing it right. Mm -hmm. But that in itself is a comfort when we are experiencing those things, that he's taking that, using it for our good by conforming us into the image of Christ. And that is extremely comforting to me. Yeah. All right. And uh, the next one it says is he guides us. How does he guide us? Well, he doesn't, you know, give us a GPS. <laughs> no. But I think yeah, it, you're right. it, it changes how we, we live our lives. And like yeah. you just said, it, it changes us to be more like Jesus. So it's guiding us towards god's will god's right. plan not ours yeah yeah exactly 
Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Um, it does guide us as we as we are more in the Word, and we and we do understand more of what God wants for our life. Then decisions get made in accordance with that, and that that guides the next thing that we're going through in life. Right? It it leads us down certain paths. It it bends our will to His will. We handle things differently when it come about. And and that is guiding us the entire way. He's like the he's like the rudder to our ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um we can row against that rudder sometimes. Oh, yeah. But who's gonna win in the long run? The rudder wins. Oh yeah. The rudder wins. You can't you can't row hard enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh the next one is a little interesting and we're gonna talk about this uh um, we may we may need to do an episode just on this one, and we may bring what we may do is take this next one, which is uh, the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts, and we may bring Bradley in next week just to expound on that particular. We'll talk about the other ones too, but we'll focus on that one, I think, yeah. and get him to explain dig into a little more of the spiritual gift stuff because a lot of people get freaked out about the spiritual gifts because you know mainly they think of these extraordinary uh, capabilities to do weird things right that weird people out so uh we'll get we'll get a better understanding and handle of what spiritual gifts are uh, when Bradley comes in but it it doesn't mean we can't talk about them right so there there's tons of spiritual gifts listed in the Bible, and I don't think it's an exhaustive list, um, but I think anything that the Spirit empowers you to do is a spiritual gift. Okay? Correct. So, um, I might have the ability to talk, but to turn that talk into speech that teaches on spiritual things is right. a spiritual gift. Right? Correct. And when I really tune into it, it's like Paul said about himself. He didn't come speaking eloquently, but God turned his speech into a spiritual gift so that he could teach like nobody else. So even though he couldn't speak well, he was a great teacher because of the Holy Spirit giving him that gift. Right. Makes sense. I've seen you work, Stan. You're a pretty good teacher. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I like I like I like the I like to teach. I enjoy mm-hmm. teaching. I enjoy this podcast. I think we do a lot of teaching on the podcast. So, but thank you. And I think that's a, I think that's another thing about spiritual gifts. I was talking to Bradley about this the other day. In that, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things you can do, a lot of tests you can take to determine quote unquote what your spiritual gifts are. I don't think you need to do that. I think what your your spiritual gifts should be so obvious to everyone around you that they should be able to tell you what your spiritual gifts are so you you should get confirming words from other people as to what your gifts are and that also encourages you to use them right correct yeah so uh and i think also uh spiritual giftedness sometimes takes you to places you're not comfortable well i think that's where real growth happens is where when you're in a place of uncomfort. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. You know. Absolutely true. 
All right. Uh, so we'll get into that one a little deeper, possibly next week. We'll see what we'll see what the schedule holds for Bradley and see if he can come in here and give us more details on that. Uh, the next one I think is interesting too. Uh, the Holy Spirit gives us the desire to obey God. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Um, what would we normally do without the Holy Spirit? I guess it would be the question. Because I think, well, you know, like we talked about before about being convicted of our sin. Yeah. Um. We, without the the Holy Spirit, I mean, I think sin would be much more rampant than it is now. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have that conviction, and I think that conviction kind of goes with this desire to obey. Is yeah. When yeah. I think you feel you're right. that guiltiness. It's like. You want to repent and go the other direction and yeah. obey what God has laid out as law. Yeah, so true, so true. Uh, yeah, left on our own devices, we would yeah we would run amok. Um, yes, but yeah, He gives us that desire to do God's will. Um, the next one I think is also interesting. He enables us to pray. Can we not pray at all without the Holy Spirit? I think you can. But you have a a deeper connection with God. You have a relationship. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah. I think I think I think words can come out of our mouth that may seem like a prayer. Mm-hmm. We might be trying to talk to God. Um. And we may have to get Bradley to to help us with this one as well. But is it possible to pray without the Holy Spirit? And here's why I say that our, our prayers, even with the Holy spirit, just in us are feeble. We ask for the weakest things. We are too easily satisfied. Uh, when I think the Holy spirit, God himself would have us go deeper. So I think there are times when, when we pray, the Holy spirit helps us. He, he, he transfers our prayers into things that are God's will mm-hmm. and and prays things for us that we would never think to pray. And I say that yeah, because, because there are times when we don't know what to pray and he mm-hmm. does that for us. The Bible says that, right? He, he takes yeah. our groans and moanings and we don't have the words to say and takes that to the Father as the perfect prayer, right? He speaks on our behalf for things that exactly we don't know how to communicate yes exactly which Perfect. which once again brings us back to the comfort you know yeah we do our best we lay our lives before god's will and say god help me to pray and he does and he does mm-hmm. so um now this last one um is he enables us to understand god's word uh, and I wrote, I read a, a book not all that long ago called uh, Reading the Bible Supernaturally. It's by John Piper. And it talks about um, how before you, uh, before you read your Bible, you should always ask God to help you to understand what you're reading. Because as we know, when the world sees the Bible and they read the Bible, they don't get anything out of it. But when we, as Christians, read and study the Bible, the 
the cohesiveness of the word, the unifying thread throughout the word, the one focus of Christ in the word becomes quite obvious. And it all makes sense. It all ties together from Genesis to Revelation and everything in between. It's all telling one story. And we see that quite evidently when our eyes are open to it. And anytime we sit down and don't ask God's help to see it and understand it, we are missing out on opportunities to discover new things about God and learn new things about God. So, um, so anyway, there's an understanding there that comes from the Holy Spirit when we read the when we read the Bible that isn't there otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, experience anything like that? I, I was going to say um, there's, and I'll probably butcher the verse, but isn't there a verse in the Bible where uh, it talks saying? I think it was Jesus talking like when. Like his sheep know know his voice mm. or some, something yeah. along those lines. Like yeah, exactly. Um, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. Right, mm. and also you know Jesus with the parables and the reason why he spoke in parables is people that believed in Christ would understand what he's talking about, yeah. whereas non-believers don't understand. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, yeah, I think you heard on something there. It's very just very true. I hadn't thought about it from that angle, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, his sheep do know his voice and when he speaks, we hear it and we listen. And, and again, that's the Holy Spirit empowering that completely. Um, so yeah, it's a great point. Great point. What else came to my mind when I saw that? That's really good. Really good. Good job. (laughs) We get a gold star today. You went to school on a snow day and... That's good. That's good. All right. Well, that's all we had to cover today. I think we, uh, I think we've pretty much done it. Uh, good stuff. It's good stuff. I'll be uh, interested to hear Bradley's uh, take on spiritual giftedness and uh, and other things when he comes in. Hopefully next week. Hopefully next. Oh podcast. yeah, I, I hadn't talked to Bradley in a while. I'm missing his knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm talking to Bradley a lot more lately. It's been good. Been good. That's good. Been good. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. We we enjoy Bradley. All right. Well, I guess we will we will shut it down there and uh, tune in next week for more goodness from the New City Catechism and digger deep, dig digger deeps, deeper deeps, deeper digs. <laughs> I need coffee so bad. I need coffee. Uh, well, we're, we better sign off. Thanks for listening today. Remember, send your questions and comments in to ask at all seven days.com eight, six, four, six, six, zero, nine, four, seven, three. Join the all seven days hangout on Facebook. Let others know about the podcast. That's the way we grow this thing. Share it and let others know. Leave us a review on iTunes and support us all seven days.com slash shop or anchor.fm slash all seven days. Just like Belinda did leave us, leave us a review for the podcast. And let us know how we're doing. This is the All 7 Days Podcast, where the goal is to make you think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. Now go give someone what you value most today.